I think a lot of people put these limitations on themselves that they can't do this or they can't do that. And that's just not true. You know, your, your past doesn't equal your future and you can do anything that you put your mind to. And I also think that people don't accomplish their goals because they're too worried about what other people think. And so, you know, if I had listened to everyone who said, you can't play football, you can't play division one, you can't do X, Y, or Z, you know, I would never have tried. I would have never pushed through. I would have never gotten to where I got to. And that's what stops most people. Most people, you know, listen to everyone else around them and they don't take the steps needed because they're afraid. And when you can say, I don't care what anyone else thinks, I'm going to do this because I want to do this, then you're much more likely to take action and succeed. Aaron, you're an entrepreneur, keynote speaker. You were the first legally blind athlete to play in a Division I game. You're a former NFL free agent, host of the Blind Ambition podcast. You've spoken on many TEDx stages and much more, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, looking forward to being here with you, Eric. I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you, man? Yeah, born in Massachusetts outside of Boston. You know, normal childhood. Was born legally blind. You know, no vision in my right eye. Very limited in my left. Tried every sport under the book. Did whatever I could to, you know, uh, find an opportunity for myself to play. And was never good at any of them. Always picked last. Always struggled in different areas. Didn't have the confidence. And, it, you know, eventually I found the right fit for me. And I found football. Come on. Yeah. I think I read you started football in seventh grade. What was Correct. it about football that kind of made you want to get into that game? And, and what was the reaction from your parents when you told them, Hey, I want to go do football. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously a sport. I always loved watching and enjoyed it a lot. Parents, coaches, everyone was really concerned in the beginning, but you know, for me, it was, I want to do something fun. I want to be in a team environment. I wanted to do something athletic. And so, you know, that's, that's what it was like for me in the beginning. No, I wasn't good at all. Didn't play a ton. You know, but in the beginning for me, it was that stage where it's, you know, how do you learn, grow and get better every single day and, and help your team? Come on. Yeah, that's a great mentality to have, man. I mean, you end up going to Tulane. To, to you become, like I said, first legally blind athlete to play in the D1. Uh, you're captain of your team senior year. You go on to be a free agent for the NFL there. D1 football is no joke. Uh, but what fears did you have walking on that field for the first time your sophomore year? You know, I, I didn't. And, and, it's, it's because long snapping is such a muscle memory position. And I knew that I had my teammates around me. I knew that I had done this tens of thousands of times and, you know, I had to just relax and, and take a deep breath because the biggest issue with a long snapper is if you go out on the field and you are extremely excited or extremely nervous, you're either going to roll the ball back or throw it way over the you know holder or punter's head. And so for me, it was go out there, take a deep breath, relax, realize that I've done this, you know, thousands and thousands of times and just snap a perfect ball and then block. Come on. And, and then they call you out on October 3rd, 2015. You get to go in for your first game. What's going on through your mind at that point? Well, that exactly what I just, you know, explained that, that was, yeah. you know, the first game, the first opportunity. It was, you know, I've done this you know thousands of times and it's the same thing every single time. It's, you know, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm going to deliver a perfect snap and I'm just going to go out there and do what I do every single day in practice. Come on. What, what, tell me about the goal of goggles. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't call them anything. It's just a pair of goggles. I don't know who, yeah. who coined that or said that, but you know, when I was, I was younger, I, you know, awesome. a teacher or coach or uh eye doctor, I forget who made a pair of goggles that essentially simulates um, my vision. And it okay. was to, you know, show teachers, coaches, uh, friends, uh, what my vision looked like and give them a sense so they could understand better. And, you know, it's essentially just simulates what my vision looks like as best as possible yeah 
I, I heard that on a video. I think on your website, it was might have done might have been done by the school there. So that's, that's the the term they coined. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, on your website, you, you're you mentioned your goal is to show others that it doesn't matter what you're fighting or what their perceived limitations are. Anything is achievable with hard work and tuning out the judgment of others. Man, I love this, dude. How did you mentally get through perceived limitations that you put on yourself? And, and how did you handle judgment from others, man? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people put these limitations on themselves that they can't do this or they can't do that. And that's just not true. You know, your, your past doesn't equal your future and you can do anything that you put your mind to. And I also think that people don't accomplish their goals because they're too worried about what other people think. And so, you know, if I had listened to everyone who said, you can't play football, you can't play division one, you can't do X, Y, or Z, you know, I would never have tried. I would have never pushed through. I would have never gotten to where I got to. And that's what stops most people. Most people, you know, listen to everyone else around them and they don't take the steps needed because they're afraid. And when you can say, I don't care what anyone else thinks, I'm going to do this because I want to do this. Then you're much more likely to take action and succeed. Yeah. Come on, man. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. When you're speaking with companies and teams that are underperforming or running into problems, there is there a common theme that you see or challenges across the board? And, and how do you kind of get them to break through those challenges? Yeah, you know, it, it really depends on the organization and what I'm brought in to work with, you know, whether it's overcoming adversity, leadership development, diversity, inclusion, you know, increasing performance, things like that. But I think an overarching area is, you know, people aren't, you know, clear on what they want. They don't have the you know, belief in the vision for where they want to go. And they don't have the right roadmap to overcome the adversities and the challenges that are there, you know, and, and working with them through my talks, through my workshop, through my consulting, that, you know, uh, creating those right path, right pathways, creating the opportunities, creating the structure for them to not only increase performance within their team, and increase that ability to overcome adversity, but in turn, you know, that all leads to business growth and, and allows them to, you know, become more profitable, get more revenue, you know, create new opportunities for themselves. Yeah, oh, that's good, man. That's good stuff for sure. What do you think is the greatest skill that a human can have? I think the, the ability to keep getting up when they fail. You know, most people fail once or, or fail 15 times or 27 times and, you know, stay down. And, and, you know, I'd say 99.9% .9 of people try something 15 times and, and give up, but they don't realize that on the 52nd time they were going to succeed. And if they had just kept going, they would have built an incredible business or had an amazing relationship or, you know, gotten that offer from, you know, a school that they, they didn't know that was out there. And, you know, I think it's just keep going because when you're able to bounce back from that, you're able to create something great. Yeah, absolutely with everything that you've got going on in regards to like your business and consulting firm and coaching and thing and speaking all over the place, you've got this level of success. What, what is it that drives you to continue to be successful at this point? Yeah. You know, I guess there's two sides to that question. You know, obviously the number one is I want to help and impact as many people as possible. You know, that's, that's really, you know, what, what drives me within talks, within working with companies and organizations, but at the end of the day, I'm in business for business. I want to build a very profitable and revenue generating company. I don't want to build a company that does six figures. I don't want to build a company that does seven figures. I want to build an eight, nine figure company and legacy and brand for myself that, you know, is a leader in the industry and I'm not going to stop till I get there. Mm, I love it. I mean, when you were in college, I think you got your degree in like financial investments, right? Is in, in when you, you're not involved in that now you've walked away and you're doing this full time as, is your business correct? 
Yeah. So after school, I went into the world of finance, was a financial advisor in wealth management and, you know, built a business there as well as, you know, built a business as a speaker, realized that, you know, my goal out of college was I wanted to build a business in finance that I was managing a billion dollars of people's assets. And, you know, that was a great idea. And, and at first I enjoyed it, but then I was like, you know what, I really don't want this to be my career. I don't want to look back at 60 years old and, and be doing this and, you know, and rather build other cool businesses. And so right now I'm really focused on, you know, what I'm doing with speaking, with consulting, with workshops, but, you know, I love entrepreneurship. <clears throat> I've been involved yeah. in other ventures that, you know, I'm currently not involved with, but have helped people get off the ground and, and things like that. And down the road, I will, you know, get involved in other, other businesses and start other things as, as well and, and opportunities that I like and, and see, but, you know, for the time being, I'm, I'm laser focused on this and, you know, it's, it's the right path for me. It's something that I want to build and, and really excited for where everything's been and where it's going. Come on. Uh, as we get into the, the, uh, as we get into 2023, we're heading into the, the end of 22, 2022 right now. What are you most excited about for next year, man? Yeah. You know, I think there were a lot of ups and downs in, in the business world, you know, this year, not, not in a sense of revenue necessarily for me before, you know, certain partnerships that I had certain, uh, businesses outside of my main one that I was involved with and, and help people with and, you know, have, have left and, and, you know, not, not for any, no, no bad blood there or anything just wasn't the right time or worth my time in, in, in the current uh, stage of my life. And so, you know, there were some distractions, I think, during parts of this year, and now there aren't anymore. And so there have been a lot of shifts over the past few months, over the past few weeks specifically. And I think the next 12 months are going to be insanely massive for me, where, my business, my brand, my name is going to grow incredibly well because I'm not focused on those outside things, on those outside areas. And, you know, yes, down the road, I, I love business. Like I said, I plan to buy businesses down the road. I plan to invest in businesses. I plan to start other businesses. But the next 12 months are focused 100% on what I'm doing. And I plan to become a top name in the industry 12 months from now. Come on, man. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I, interesting question to always ask, but what's your message to the world, man? Yeah, you know, the biggest message there is understand that things in life truly happen for you. And when you use them to the right way, you can accomplish anything. And so I say all the time, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful. I was born legally blind because it's allowed me to do incredible things, meet amazing people and have outstanding opportunities. And if I wasn't legally blind, I wouldn't be where I am today. And when you can look at your life with that perspective, with that side of gratitude, you can overcome anything out there. Mm, yeah. Come on. I love it. You mentioned something earlier about like, you know, our, our past doesn't define our future, man. And I love that because, you know, I came from that broken home. I came from the addiction. I was in jail at 18, banked up at 21, you know, like that's craziness that happened in my past. But I, once I decided that I was like, nope, I'm changing things. It was a change of mindset. And I just started surrounding myself with the right people. How important is it for people to get around people that they want to um, be like, like I always say, go surround yourself with people that are living life that you want to live. Yeah. You know, I think that there are, truth to that. I don't necessarily think it's a necessity, but I think there's truth yeah. to that. And so if you can surround yourself with those people, absolutely. But just because you surround yourself with those people doesn't mean you're going to become those people. You know, totally. you need to personally do the work and put in the time and put in the effort. And so like, yes, I have certain mentors that, you know, I look up to that I become close with that are, you know, in the industry that I'm in and, and further along than I am. And, you know, because of that, it's helped me tremendously. Um, but that being said, like those relationships are not the things that's going to make me a top 10 speaker in the world or one of the world's, you know, uh, grow my businesses or 
you know, establish a name for myself and, and things like that. What's going to do that is the time and effort that I put in every day. Now, will that potentially fast track it? Absolutely. But I think people <clears throat> focus too much on the external and they focus on the people around them when they need to be focused more on what are they doing to achieve their goals. Yep. Come on. Oh, that's awesome, man. I, I, I love to end the show with, with a fun question. I'm a big music guy. Um, but uh, so I'd love to ask a question like, what's a favorite band for you or what, do you have a favorite type of music you like to listen to? So I don't have a favorite band. You know, I listen to lots of different types of music. Depends on the mood I'm in, whether it's like rap or pop to rock or country, things like that. I don't, it's, that's always been a tough question for me, honestly, because I don't have a favorite. It's like, am I lifting weights and putting on something that's more heavy like rock? Am I, you know, relaxing at home with my girlfriend and cooking dinner? Am I, you know, in the car driving something with, with people? Like it just, I don't really have a favorite artist, a favorite band. I just, I like the music that is in the right sense for the mood that I'm in. It's, that's always been a really, and I know people probably hate that answer, but it's, no, I it's, love that's it, been a tough question for me always. Oh, that's a great, a great answer, dude. I think everybody's so different, man. I think you're right, dude. I think if you're lifting, I got to have the heavy weight or heavy music going, man. I can't just have the, you know, the chill out. So totally understand. Uh, Aaron, it's such an honor to have you on my show, man. I love your message. I love what you got going on, man. I'm so stoked to see you continue to change lives, man, through your uh, program, through your business, man. And thank you again for the time for uh, joining me on the show, man. Truly an honor, man. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to take a listen or watch. It's truly an honor to be able to speak with such amazing guests. And I hope that they've made an impact on your life in some way, shape, or form. And you can do me one big favor. That would be huge. Click that subscribe button. And then second favor, hit that share button. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you. Keep changing the world. I believe in you.